NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, and Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by the SGP and NFL Playoff Challenge. $500 in cash and prizes are up for grabs exclusively on the SGPN app. Drivers, start your Wrap in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. But since I'm on probation, I suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well. If you could talk about racing things, we could talk about racing things. Now, here are your hosts, Rod Gomez and Cody Zeeb. Yes, indeed, it is another episode of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeb. I'm Rod Gomez. I contemplated on whether or not I wanted to update that uh, that intro, but I always find it fitting for Kurt Busch to keep telling us to talk about racing things, so I, I haven't touched it. But Cody, I, I hope you feel the same, because talking racing things is just about everything we love to do right now. Yeah, you got to leave it. I, I love it. I think it's a great intro. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe Kurt Busch is still going to run a little part-time race in here and there. There's been a little talk about that, so who knows? Either way, I still love him bringing him into the to the show. That's uh, yeah. I, I love our intro. Don't mess with it, Rod. All right, fine. I won't touch it. I was gonna <laughs> unveil a new one for you, but since you don't want it, then then I won't do it. But uh, yeah, let us know on Discord if 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 Cody's right or if I'm right. Actually, don't. Doesn't matter. We're still not gonna change it. <laughs> All right, back for episode four this week. But again, we've had so much to cover. It's just not even funny. Uh, all of the the odds dump that we had over the last couple of weeks. Obviously, we spent time talking about the Cup Series championship odds and win totals when they came out. But then we finally got Xfinity. Uh, we covered that the last couple of days, and then Truck. Now we're going to wrap up our odds series with the Truck win totals. Spoiler alert. Only the championship four are listed so far uh, from last season. So, I mean, it's not going to be, uh, we're not going to go over every driver. We're just going to go over the four that are available now. But guess what? Once it gets closer, that means we'll still have more odds to talk about. So, you know, all they're doing is us a favor by giving us more content to give out later, right? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, still going to be plenty of stuff coming out. Hopefully, we're only 24 days from the Clash of the Coliseum. So, should start seeing some odds roll out on that pretty soon. Hopefully, you know, as we get closer here to Daytona, you're going to get, uh, you know, the Super Bowl crossover bets. We did those one of our very first episodes last year as we were just kind of getting this kicked off with parlaying some some stuff with the Super Bowl and the 500. So there'll be plenty more odds coming. Um, but, yeah, it's, uh, we you know, only four drivers to talk about today. That's kind of unfortunate that it's only four, but 
hey, we'll take what we can get at this point. And uh, lucky for us, it's been a busy day and a half in the NASCAR news cycle. So we, we got a couple things to talk about anyways. Still not slowing down. We said it too. We said this is not going to, it's not going to get any quieter on the news front as we continue to go forward. But um, definitely looking forward to to kind of talking about what we found out today, especially today. Um, and, and the speculation is going to be over now uh, for this. But uh, we're, you said what, 30, 24 days away from the clash, right? 24 days from the clash, 38 days from the Daytona 500. Um, so yeah, of course I looked up so, some number 38 statistics uh, to, to see where that car has been and what it's done. 941 starts for the number 38 car. Uh, it's kind of been a staple in, in the Cup Series for quite some time now. Uh, David Gilland has the most starts ever in that car at 243. His son Todd currently races that car in the number 38. Uh, so carrying on the family legacy, he's, he's got 36 uh, career starts in that. Elliot Sadler drove a lot of races in that 38 car. Uh, back in the Robert Yates day, 130 starts. David Reagan, 108. John Hunter Nemechek, obviously, which I've been talking about him uh, in the truck series. Now he's in the Xfinity series, right? He was in the Cup series, ran his 36 races in that uh, car. Ned Jarrett, Dale Jarrett's dad, started 14 races in this one. Uh, J.J. Yaley, a guy we still see running all the time, uh, started some in here. So, yeah, quite a few, quite a few different guys have, have driven this car. Nine hundred forty-one starts, like I said, seven wins, uh, been on the pole twelve times, um, and then in the breakdown by by uh, manufacturer Ford, very clear leader here. Seven hundred and eighty-four of the races um, have been driven in Ford. Chevrolet second at one sixty-seven. Uh, you got some Edsel. One race was started in an Edsel. Uh, in the number 38 car, Mercury, Lincoln, both one race. Pontiac had a couple. Plymouth, Oldsmobile, Dodge, Buick, Studebaker, kind of all the other regular see that, that just started a few races here and there back in the day. So, yeah, David Goland, uh the most easily on this list, but uh, we'll see if his son can catch him, right? Todd Gilliland, 36 starts, one full season, of course. He's headed into his, his second full season uh, with that team. Uh, coming up here in 2023, so uh, we'll we'll see if he can continue to, to carry on that success. Sadler ran the to, uh, um he had the M and M's car in the 38, yep, he, didn't he? Yep. Before M and M's went over to the 18, yep. Uh, yep. Sadler drove that car for a long time. Like I said, he started 120, 130 races, uh, and one two one two races in that car. Um, and he, yeah, that's that's kind of. The car I remember growing up, it was the 36 for a little while with Ken Schrader was the M&M car, and then and then it switched over to the 38 with Elliott Sadler for a long time. And, uh, yeah, like we said, M&Ms, they've been in the sport a very long time. Unfortunately, this will be the first season without them as they have taken that step back. But uh, a lot of a lot of pretty cool M&M paint schemes over the years, and uh, 38 sported that for quite some time. Yep, that's that's the one that I remember as the first M&M's car was at 38. And then, of course, I think he was actually a Ford in that car, too, which is one of yep. the Ford starts. Yep. So. Yeah, part of, yeah, part of that uh, 784 starts in Ford. Wow. Wow, see, I love it. I love that I remember that. That was uh, That's good for me. That's good for my fandom. Uh, yeah, okay, 38, man. That's, uh, that is so feverishly close to the Daytona 500. I am 
Steady making my plans already for the 500. My uncle, who loves NASCAR as well, is probably going to come down. We're going to have a big old grand bash for the for the great American race and just have a good old time. So um, if I'm not as active on the uh, Discord during the 500, just know that I'm enjoying the race. Uh, and we'll catch up after the, after it's all said and done. There you go. <laughs> so, um, all right. So that takes care of the history. Uh, we're about to witness history as big news has been announced uh, today, as it were. You woke me up again with another uh, another fine bit of news. And this is stuff that we already speculated on. But now, Cody, it's official. What's official? Officially official, yes. And unfortunately, not, not news we want to hear, but uh, news we, we knew was coming. Kevin Harvick, 2023, is going to be his final full-time season in the Cup Series. Again, no surprise. We've been talking about it all off season. Pretty much speculated this would be the case. It kind of sounded like the comments he made back in December. He wanted to wait till closer to the 500 to announce it. Then it kind of leaked out over the last couple of days. We talked about that patch on the on the fire suit that that picture kind of came out with the forever. It was kind of going around, and then Jordan Bianchi, who's basically the Adam Schefter of of NASCAR, he always drops all the big the the Bianchi bombs. I think they call them. Uh, with always breaking the news, he, he dropped this one as well and, and announced that Kevin Harvick would be retiring after this season. Um, and then the Stuart Haas and Kevin Harvick released a video about today f- officially announcing that, yes, that would be the case. This is going to be his final season. So that opens up a lot of questions, right? There's already a lot of stuff in limbo at Stuart Haas Racing. Um, so we can kind of get more into that. Maybe next week we'll talk more about that. Eric Amarola, is this going to be his last year? Ryan Priest is coming in, you know, with the start. Cole Custer, they're keeping around in the Xfinity Series. If he has a great season there, they bring him back up. Haley Deegan's looking at maybe one of those rides eventually. You know, the guys like – there's there's quite a, a few guys, at least, that are going to be free agents soon. A guy like Ross Chastain's going to be a free agent. Does he switch over there? So that'll give us something to talk about and speculate on a little more. Um, as we you know get into next week and into the season coming up, but Kevin Harvick, uh, um, we talked about it before, right? Dale Earnhardt Sr. tragically lost him in the Daytona 500 in 2001. Kevin Harvick was racing for RCR in the Xfinity Series at the time, the Bush Series it was called, um, and waiting in the wings. He he was going to begin full time racing for them in 2022 was the plan. Dale Earnhardt Sr. you know Rex and unfortunately lost him. Um, and so they changed the number on that car from three to number 29. Kevin Harvick jumped in that car, um, and he's been full-time in the Cup Series ever since. He's made 790 career starts, so he'll cross over the 800 barrier in this season. He's won 60 races, um, 31 times he sat on the pole. Uh, he won the 2007 Daytona 500 and the 2014 championship uh, in that number four car. Kind of a, a Kobe Bryant type of career as far as like the numbers go, right? Kobe was in the eight for for uh, for half his career, and then switched to the twenty four. Kind of a similar thing with Harvick here. He was in that twenty nine with RCR for a long time, four hundred and sixty six starts, twenty three wins, and that that's a full career right there, right? Then he switches over to Stuart Haas Racing, jumps in the number four. He's made three hundred and twenty four starts in that number four car and won thirty seven times. Uh, in that number, so he has definitely put in put in the work, put in the time, 
a legend of the sport, right? Again, a big time change in the guard here. Kurt Busch now retired, not the way we wanted to see him go out, but at least from full-time competition for now, he was the last guy who raced against Dale Earnhardt senior, right? Kevin Harvick picked up that torch that that senior left off and he's been racing ever since. And now he's going to be retiring. I'll have to look. I, I think that maybe this leaves Denny Hamlin as, as kind of the longest tenured driver. I don't have that right in front of me. We'll definitely have to, to look that up and see, but, uh, Ryan Newman, another guy that we've seen kind of just his was a little unceremonious, but he'd been around since that 2002 season. So all these guys that, that have been around such a long time and are such veterans of the sport kind of reaching the end here. Kevin Harvick obviously is going to walk straight into the Hall of Fame as soon as he's available. You know, I don't remember what the eligibility rules are. I think it is it. I can't remember in NASCAR if it's five years like it is with football, but whenever he's he's eligible, he'll he'll waltz right in there. No no questions asked. Um, no official announcement yet on Fox if he's going to go there. But again, we talked about that. That's been the speculation. Um, so I would imagine an announcement at some point uh, that he'll go there. But we'll see. This will give him more time. He's been with his family. Um, he's got a couple of kids. We've talked about his son, Keelan, getting big into racing and becoming a big thing for, for the young circuit that he's on. Um, and so we'll give him more time to spend with him. Of course, we talked yesterday as well about KHI, his uh, management group and can spend more time in that as well. So, and maybe, you know, he still comes, sticks around, races part-time, start, makes some starts here and there. We'll see. Um, I wish more of these guys would do that, but it seems like a lot of times once they hang it up, that's it. And they're just kind of done. We get Dale Earnhardt Jr. Once a year, twice this year, right in the Xfinity series, still does it. Guys like Mark Martin hung around forever, just making random starts. Even Bill Elliott back in the day, he still started quite a few races after he, retired terry Lamonti, those types of guys but haven't seen that as much lately some guys like uh, david reagan kind of retired from full-time we still see him getting into super speedway cars uh for a lot of those races um so maybe maybe we'll still get some some harvick spot starts here and there but unfortunately his storied career is going to come to an end um after the 2023 season and he's still going to be a threat we we've talked about him we talked about his championship odds we i think we talked about his is over under on the wins. Um, and I believe we both like the over on that. So we expect a, another good season from the closer, right? And uh, maybe he'll he'll find a way to go out on top. It's it's sad in, in, in a way because obviously, you know, I talk about him, Jimmy, like all those guys are around my age. So when I, when I started watching NASCAR, we were all in our, you know, 20s. We were all in our, our late 20s. And it feels, I just feel like I've grown up with, Kevin and with Jimmy and with even to a certain extent Dale and and you know all the all those young guns that we uh, lovingly referenced back in the day those Gillette young guns that were taken over the sport by storm Kenseth and uh, well he wasn't necessarily that much of one but he was listed in there but you know all those guys are and now they're starting to retire and and uh, I'm getting to be that crotchety old man now where I'm watching kids like Ty Gibbs come in and you know they literally could be my son because of the age that they're at and um, not much older than one of my other kids, you know, and it's just like here I am watching this this new crop of it must be what all of the old crotchety NASCAR fans felt like when guys like Jimmy and Kevin were coming in and and making noise, right? So uh, it's sad in that way to see him go out, but 
Also, and we talked about this yesterday, these guys have so much more going on than just racing. So for Kevin to, to exit this sport, he'll exit the track. And, and sure, yeah, he may make a couple of starts here and there just to kind of you know wave the old hat around. But it's not as if he's going to be high and dry and, and out of this sport completely. Even Jimmy, when Jimmy retired, he went straight to Indy, right? He started racing still. You know, not NASCAR, but he was still rolling around tracks. So we got to at least see him race. Although I find it funny though, that now Kevin is gone and Jimmy's coming back. So I'm wondering what that, what that really entails, but I know Jimmy's not going to be around full time, but by the same token, there's there's an example, right? I just said, I wish some of these guys would come back around part time. Jimmy's doing it. So there you go. So I'll take that all day long. (laughs) I mean, I'll watch that 84 car, uh, spin circles around the track, but again, it's a loss to the sport. Absolutely. I mean, Kevin Harvick, we, we all talked about him last season so much, just from the beginning of the season when I was calling his win uh, in the championship to almost having that come true in the back, pa- the back part of the season with him winning a couple of races and then looking like he was the hottest driver in the circuit. So uh, just keeping an eye on this season, I mean, obviously there's going to be a lot of emotional rides for him, tracks that he's absolutely dominated. You want to see that happen again in his last uh, start. So, I mean, this is going to be a storyline all season long. So if you guys don't want to hear about Kevin Harvick's last season, probably don't listen to the show, but I I just think that you're going to need to anyways because we're going to be bringing that narrative into it quite a few times because it's it's just easy pickings. It's it's out there and it's a storyline that whether or not you think it's going to drive the train, it's going to drive the train. I mean, he's going to be driving with a lot of emotion next season. We saw it with Jimmy's last season too at the same time when he knew he was hanging it up. And, and having that last season, there's a lot of emotional rides for him. So, um, yeah, strap up, guys, and, and get ready because Kevin Harvick will no longer be part of the NASCAR track history after 2023. Yes, unfortunately. Luckily, we do still get him for all of 2023, so we will be talking about him plenty. So uh, don't worry about that. I won't. I won't. Um, all right. We got plenty of time to talk about Kevin Harvick. What else is on the docket? I know there's one other piece. By the way, Kyle Busch will be the longest tenured uh, NASCAR driver, which is kind of crazy to think. He's he's been in NASCAR since uh, 2004. He made a few starts, 2005 full time. But um, we just talked about yesterday how he's been half of his life, right? He's been a cups, you know, in the Cup Series as a driver now. Still seems like one of the younger drivers. Very much in his prime, obviously. Hopefully, he's not going anywhere anytime soon as he makes his new home with, with RCR. But uh, yeah, he'll be he'll be the longest tenured now at this point, uh, with his rookie season being 2005. Interesting. I, you know, and it's funny because I he wasn't necessarily one of the young guns, Kurt Busch, was he? I don't think he was ever listed as one of those. I think young Kurt guns. was, but I don't. I think. I, I mean, think not Kyle. Kyle was. Not Kyle. Yeah. yeah. I don't think. Yeah, Kyle and I think was. they were kind of doing that before. I, I want to feel like that was like. 2002 2003 so that would have been even before kyle was in this cup series so i think kurt was one and you had like the ryan newmans i think matt kenseth was one of them jimmy johnson all those guys from that that kind of era that are the guys we've seen recently right those are all those guys we just listed are guys that have retired at least from full-time racing here over the last couple of seasons just so crazy how the sport continues to change uh, and continues to change even more because uh, we got a couple of more announcements that were made over the yep. course of the day too. Big yeah, ones. So this is a huge one here. And unfortunately, it's not till 2024. Uh, it would have been nice for it to be this year. 
we're gonna have to wait a season but kyle larson is gonna do the double quote unquote um mclaren and hendrick motorsports um have agreed into a deal they're basically gonna go 50 50 on a car and field it uh for kyle larson to to run the double um if you don't know what the double is 1100 miles of racing in one day you wake up in the morning you do the indianapolis 500 you finish that the second you get out of the car you jump in a helicopter you fly to charlotte north carolina you get out you strap in coca-cola 600 nascar longest race of the season and, and your goal obviously is to run all 1100 miles of the race um we've seen four other drivers do it uh john andretti rest in peace he he completed the feat robbie gordon did it tony stewart did it and kurt bush was the last driver to do it uh back in 2004 so been a hell of a long time since somebody's tried it it, it is more difficult now than it was then they, they've moved the Indy 500 start time back a little bit with TV stuff. So there's going to be less time in between. So it's going to be very quick. Uh, but that's that's always a fun day of racing, right? Memorial Day weekend and everything. You, you wake up, you got Monaco with F1 early in the morning, and, and then you sit down, you watch the Indy 500, and, and then it goes to the, to the Coke 600. Going to be a story throughout the day, right? They're going to be talking about that on the Indy broadcast. Hey, he's going to be racing the NASCAR race tonight in the Coke 600. They're going to show. There he gets on the helicopter. Then on the NASCAR broadcast, they're going to show the helicopter landing in the infield. I still remember that from when I was a kid, when it was Kurt Busch. We're watching him do that, right? He's changing his fire suit on the helicopter, getting out of the Indy 1, getting into the Cup Series 1, and there's not much lag time in between. And 1,100 miles of racing in one day, that that's a hell of a feat. And, uh, yeah, it's been – with with as dangerous as racing can be and has been uh, a lot of drivers kind of weren't allowed to do it for a while there there was guys that wanted to but like couldn't get their their car owners to agree with it and kyle larson really has been the one that sparked the change right of that because we had not seen these guys do much racing outside of the cup series stuff they they had you know clauses in their contract we saw it with patrick mahomes right he was playing basketball one day a video came out and the chiefs are like uh hey it says right here, no basketball for you, buddy, right? Because they don't want him to get hurt doing that. And obviously, safety's come a long way in racing and everything. And so now Kyle Larson is allowed to go do anything he wants, anywhere, anytime, basically. You've seen it a lot more with Alex Bowman getting out there and doing more stuff. William Byron's doing all these guys are kind of starting to do other types of racing more. And it's great for all forms of motorsports for these guys to be out there. And so, yeah, to be able to, to do the double – it's a big feat. Uh, maybe Kyle Busch will join him. Maybe they can ride that helicopter together, right? Because I, I know that Kyle Busch has been a driver that, that's wanted to do it as well. And uh, and now that he's with RCR, I, they brought that up already that, that Richard said, if, if we can get a ride secured for you, you know, let's do it and, and we can get it done. Um, uh, they did say they, they were trying to get it done for this year, 2023, but he's obviously a Chevy driver. It's kind of iffy on, on switching manufacturers. You don't really want to run a Honda. That's the other main IndyCar thing. Now, Jimmy Johnson is going to run a Honda. He's got the relationship already with Chip Ganassi and stuff, so that was kind of built into his his contract. His situation is different. He's not running full-time as a Chevy driver and all that uh, in the Cup Series, but just wasn't really a Cup ride available. McLaren already expanded to four cars this year in IndyCar, so they're kind of you know stacked up already with four entries in the 500 um and so yeah so it's going to be 2024 
we got to wait a year to see it, but going to be some big build up for that. It's going to be awesome. Um, and then that's, you know, I've really gotten in more into IndyCar over the last couple of years, but Indy 500 is one I've always watched going back when I didn't know anything about, about IndyCar, right? Because that's, that's one of the biggest motorsports events in the world. Um, and they pack that place. It's an, it's insane, but going to be awesome to see, to see the, the fifth different driver attempt the double in 2024 with uh, Kyle Larson. I just got done telling you how much I can't stand driving in an hour and a half worth of traffic. I cannot, <laughs> for the life of me, wrap my head around 1,100 miles, probably eight hours in in not just like a leisurely eight-hour drive down a long stretch of highway with nobody around you. You're literally jockeying for position for eight hours at yeah. the minimum, I, I mean, yeah, the the G's these guys are pushing. I oh. mean, the, the stress that puts on your body. We've seen the heart rate monitors, right? And these guys get up there, and and things are stressful. And yeah, it's that's that's a lot to do in one day. And another thing too. So Hendrick, I don't know if I mentioned, but HendrickCars.com is going to be a sponsored like it is in the Cup Series. So there's already been some kind of renderings, just people drawing up car, but should be a pretty sweet looking the blue and white, just like his Cup car on the IndyCar version of it. So that'd be pretty sweet. Maybe Jimmy Johnson's racing that as well, right? He's already talked about doing Indy this this year in 2023 again. Maybe he does it again in 24. You get Kyle Busch and we could have three Cup Series drivers all in that race. And maybe they all hop in and, and all do the double together, right? Who knows? Maybe it won't be that crazy. But uh, but yeah, it'll, it'll be good to see Kyle Larson hopping over into IndyCar. I don't think he's ever raced IndyCar before. I don't know if he's really done open wheel stuff on pavement at all. I'd have to look back. Obviously, he's done a ton of, of open wheel on dirt, right? He's, he's a sprint car guy. He's in those all the time. Um, but, yeah, it, it'll be be fun to, fun to watch for sure. I'd like to see them offer odds on, like, a top 10 for Larson in both the Indianapolis 500 and yeah, the Yeah, that'll be interesting to see if they do have, like, crossover props, right? Can can he get a top 10 in both races or something like that? Or, you know, what are the, you know, will they allow you to parlay him winning both? I mean, that's obviously very far fetched. It'd be crazy if it happened, even to win one of, of the two, just with all of that going on. But um, yeah, hopefully, right. As we continue to see the progression of, of betting in motorsports, it's going to give us an extra year to get even farther into that. Maybe the, we'll have uh, end options for, for the Larson double there. Hey, I mean, look, anything's possible books. Oh, uh, open up your, uh, yeah, open it up. We're, we're looking for you books. Um, all right. And we've, we've already got Las Vegas Grand Prix odds for November for F1. So let's go drop some odds tomorrow on, on the 2024 Indy 500. I mean, we've been begging for, I, I want a direct line. Somebody give me a direct line to the books. We need to, we need to get this down. I'm, I'm tired of, of, of begging. Um, all right. Should we, should we save our very last story for next week? Or do you want to just tease maybe the entrance of, of Mr. Malcolm in the middle into the Arca yeah. series? Yeah, I think we could probably dive into it a little more next week, but, but yeah, the basic part of it is yeah. Frankie Muniz, uh, Malcolm in the middle is the star of, of that show. Going to be racing full-time in the Arca series. Um, been a NASCAR fan a long time. You go, all the way back to that 2001 Daytona 500 we talked about earlier. He rode in the pace car for that race. Was, you know, one of the last people to talk to Dale Earnhardt Sr. That day on pit, he had a conversation with them. He wasn't the very last person as he climbed in the car or anything, but had a conversation with him that morning. Of course, we lost Earnhardt later on that day. Um, so he's been around racing his whole life. 
Um, and he's made a few starts here and there, but yeah, we can dig into that. That's, that's kind of a fun story. Um, the Malcolm in the middle star jumping in a full-time ride for, for Arca series next year. Should be interesting. He did. He was on, was it last year's broadcast at some point or was it? Yeah, I think it was last year's broadcast. He was on one of the broadcasts talking about him coming in, jumping in and, and doing a few things here and there. And then all of a sudden now here we are talking about him starting full-time in Arca because he, I think he wants to be in at least Xfinity. I don't know that he'll ever make it to the cup, but we'll, that'll be a fun little well, story. I arc. mean, Hey, right. All these, you know, rock stars want to be athletes. Athletes want to be rock stars. You get enough money and you, and you can put yourself in a position to, to do that other thing you want to do. Right. Why not? You know, if I, if I win the mega millions this weekend, you'll see me in an Xfinity car next year. Okay. Cause I'll just <laughs> buy my way into it. <laughs> Fine. I'll be your crew chief. <laughs> and you will you will be i know <laughs> my I, spotter i'll put you up there oh hell yeah no you, cody you no stop stop cody it. stop no Co ah. <laughs> i wouldn't even you learn the lingo on me to finish last place it's I, fine, <laughs> I'm fine i just want to be out there <laughs> uh that's too funny uh, all right let's start talking trucks uh we'll, we'll talk about malcolm in the middle later uh that's a, like i said this is a fun little storyline to add in there but we got we got truck win totals to talk about so let's do that but we'll do it after the break First, let's tell you about WinBet. It's the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there are tons of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays. Plus, the NFL playoffs are here. Yet, great odds, promos, and payouts are all happening right now at WinBet. Are you ready to play? Sign up today. Receive a special offer. Bet $100. Get $100. Limited, of course, to state availability. So much to choose from, and all you got to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you that sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T. Offer subject to change terms and conditions winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state. Playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. SGPN has teamed up with Homage for an NFL playoff challenge. The winner is going to get $300 in cash, a $100 SGPN gift card, and a $100 Homage gift card. Homage has a ton of cool retro and throwback officially licensed NFL gear. Check them out at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash homage for all the contest details and how to enter. Download the SGPN app and hit contest. All right, Cody, as I said, as we open the show, unfortunately, we only get to see four drivers win totals uh, so far. And, and I guess it's a good starting point for us to get to the actual uh, over-unders and win totals for these drivers. No surprise, of course, that it is the, uh, the four from last year's championship run. Maybe the books that felt like that was a good starting point. Maybe it was just that they were like, well... We'll just uh, we'll just give them a little taste, and then we'll hit them up with the rest of them later. But um, as it stands, the only offerings for us right now are Stuart Friesen, Ty Majeski, Ben Rhodes, and Zane Smith. Uh, those are your drivers that are available, and we'll start because Friesen didn't make Friesen didn't make the final four. I, I'm no, thinking Majeski, Rhodes, and, and Smith did. My bad. Yeah. Chandler Smith was the other one, but he is not yes, on this he's list. He's Xfinity now. So. That is correct. So, all right, the three that were part of the four, and then Stuart Friesen, our favorite Canadian, which is fun because guess yeah. what? We get to talk about his win total now. About, yeah, exactly. No, this is a good start. Yeah, I mean, it's the truck series, right? It's it's the the third string of NASCAR, so you're not expecting quite as much, a little bit more unknown, 
we talked about it during the, you know, we went over the championship odds. Make sure you go back and listen to that. But there's a lot of changes in the truck series this year, right? It everything has changed, right? You loot Kyle Bush Motorsports is there, but now they're a Chevy team. And Thor, you know, Thor Sport switches from Toyota. They're going back to Ford where they've been before. Tricon Garage switches from DGR and they were Ford. Now they're the main Toyota team that's kind of replacing Kyle Bush for Toyota. You got driver changes, stuff shifting around and everything. So there's a lot of unknowns right now in the truck series, um, which makes it fun and makes it fun to bet on because it, there is so many unknowns, right? A guy like John Hernemacek, who had was a five wins in the truck series last year, or I think he only had two last year, but five the year before. He's gone out of there. Guys like Corey Heim, who won a couple races in limited starts, now full time. So a lot, a lot of moving and shaking in the truck series, and a lot of, a lot of changed, changed faces, changed places, and it's going to be an exciting, exciting season. Truck series racing is always some of the best racing. Those guys are are out there gutting it out, and and they get it gets pretty rough sometimes, and, and creates for some fun chaotic racing for sure. So as I look down this this whole list of things, right? So there were over what is it uh, about a, a hundred, or it, well, close to a hundred different drivers who started a at least one truck race last season in twenty twenty two. A hundred different drivers starting at least one truck race in twenty twenty two. How obscene is that? That's yeah, that's pretty crazy. And they only run, was it thirty two or no? They don't run. They run twenty some races, right? Twenty six races, I think it is. Mm-hmm. So and, even less for them than well, twenty twenty three races altogether. Yeah, twenty three. Um, and and of those, fifteen won at least one race. So you want to talk about like not necessarily divvying all that up? Um, it's just a crazy, crazy statistic to think that only fifteen drivers out of uh, almost a hundred, uh won a race in the in the truck series last season so huh, crazy well let's let's use that in what we are are going for first and we'll talk about Stuart Friesen his over under is set at one and a half races the over is juiced at plus 120 the under at minus 150 the books seem to think that Stuart Friesen will just basically do what he did last season and win one race uh, and he did have nine top fives, 13 top tens overall. Obviously, our favorite Canadian from Canadian or from Canada. Uh, from Canada. From Canada. <laughs> I know I did that all the time on my on my CFL podcast, too. Uh, from Canada. One at Fort Worth uh, in the ninth race of the season, but uh, finished strong with a third-place finish at Homestead, fifth place at Phoenix, actually even a seventh at Bristol before that. So, again, we saw him circling around the front, with with uh, a couple of those drivers being gone now uh, and moving on, what John Hunter we talked about, he had two wins that frees that up. Chandler Smith had three, so there's five vacated wins now. Likelihood of Stuart Friesen picking up a second win this season, Cody? What are you thinking? Yeah, another thing too I wanted to, to mention too is is Kyle Busch always runs his, his five truck series races right, and prior to this past season that was like five automatic wins for him. But this past season, even he kind of struggled. And, and got beat out by his own trucks a couple times. Now you're putting him in the Chevy trucks, not as much money. The driver lineup's not nearly as attractive. So him making truck series starts, if he is going to, which I believe 
he is going to. Uh, I don't know if they've announced the schedule or anything, but I feel like they did say that he would still run those. But those aren't necessarily locked up as as guaranteed Kyle Bush wins, right? So that keeps those wins open as well. Um, but as far as Stuart Friesen goes, he's he's the fifth favorite to win the championship, right? So they feel like he's going to have a pretty good season, be knocking on the door to make that final four. We saw him be competitive last year. There was a lot of races where he was right there in the mix throughout the race. Um, and you do a guy like John Hernimacek does leave. You've got all these other changes to all these teams, right? We just talked about all these teams switching manufacturers and this and that. He's sticking with Toyota. He's basically going to be kind of second in line at Toyota now, right? It was Kyle Busch. It was Thor Sport. Then it was Stuart Friesen and that Friesen-Halmar team. Well, now Kyle Busch out the door, right? Thor Sport out the door, right? He's the only one left of those three that's still in there. Now Tricon Garage did switch over, and so they're going to kind of be the number one team. But I, I'm going to guess that funnels a little bit more money to Stuart and his operation there, right? And he's an owner-driver. Um, and like we talked about it yesterday when we were discussing his championship odds, he's out there gutting it out all the time and working on these cars, racing all kinds of other stuff. Um, and so, yeah, the, we've come to love him, right? We joke about him being our favorite Canadian uh, guy. We love to talk about every week when we can and find ways to bet on him. So from that aspect of it, I'm rooting for him to get to two wins. And I think that it's realistic, right? He, he got a win last season. So we know he can do it. We saw consistent performances, him being up there all the time. All these changes, I think, play in his favor because he's sticking the same thing, the same way they've been doing it. And I think that's going to be a bonus to him. Maybe earlier on in the season, he maybe has a little more success while other teams are, are figuring things out and kind of catching up a little bit. And maybe he knocks those two wins out early. And then you, you got that that cash ticket sitting in your pocket. Um, so, And you're getting plus odds as well on the the oversight of things um so that that adds an extra bonus in there that that i like even more well and i like the fact that obviously you know he's he did well we talked about at the end of the season but he also did well in the beginning of the season he had a third place at vegas sixth in atlanta ninth in austin i mean obviously you want to see him in the top five but he had a pretty good string in knoxville he was a fifth place finisher nashville fifth place mid ohio fourth place turnaround at irp fourth place so uh, we talked about him all the time running around in the front doing good things i really honestly think that this isn't over i feel safe taking uh especially at plus money given the fact that all he needs to do is just win one more race and i, I think we talked about with hunter with john hunter nemechek leaving and and uh, chandler smith uh being gone now too it's just I just feel like the opportunity is there for him to to cross back over and get a second win. He was so close to a few last season um, and just had a couple of runs of bad luck, too, in some of those races that took him out of the win. He's 38 years old. He's not a spring chicken for sure. So he's got a lot of experience racing uh, in this series. I say a lot, but like that's seven, eight seasons of, of him racing, seven years of him racing in the truck series. Um, you, you figure another win can be and his, his highest win total was two wins in 2019 uh but he's only got three career wins in the truck series give my favorite canadian two wins this season i'll take it lock it in at plus 120 and i'll feel good about it let's uh move on to mr ty majeski which i'm a little surprised that ty majeski is set at uh one and a half um, and, and I'm, I'm a little bit disappointed with this number 
for two reasons. One, obviously, it's it's a little low in my opinion. One and a half is is uh, is a low number. He did win two last season, so again, it's not necessarily that much of a stretch. But we just we just laid out the case for why Stuart Friesen could pick up two wins. There's no reason to think the time Majeski can't do it. Of course, two those two wins coming at Bristol uh, and Homestead in the last four races of the season. But here's why I'm ultimately a little irritated at this number. They're juicing the over at minus 200. They're giving you the under at plus 170. Wow. There is not... Set it at two and a half. Huh? Set it at two and a half. That's what I'm saying. Go. Like, yeah, don't... Why Why would you Why would you juice it so high at one and a half? If you want to... If you really want us to, to get kind of froggy, set it at two and a half, and then kind of give us a minus 115, or even plus if you don't think it's going to happen. But not, not one and a half juiced at 200. I don't like that. Yeah, so I mean, it does show you how confident they are. He's going to win two races, right? Because they're they're scared to to lay any juice. They're not super confident he's going to lay, win three. That's why they they've got it set at one and a half, obviously. But man, it sucks. You're going to have to lay some juice on this. But this is one I would feel pretty comfortable on. He got the two wins last year towards the end of the season. How many times have we seen it? Right, these guys get that monkey off the back and finally get that win, and then it's it's balls to the walls from there, and they don't have such an issue getting the win it's once you get over that hump of that first one it, it helps so much and he's a guy all throughout the season right it was he's so close oh he could have won this race oh he could have won that race oh he's so close he's got one coming soon he's got one coming soon then bam he rips two off locks himself into the championship early and, and was there at the end of that race even competing for the championship so i love this one at over one and a half uh even if it was two and a half depending on on where you're setting it at uh with with the plus and, and minus part of it i'd probably still consider over two and a half but minus 200 isn't wonderful to lay but it's not the minus 240s minus 250 or something like that so uh, i feel like this is when i'd be pretty comfortable taking an over on and just you know eating the juice there which you know you only pay the juice if you lose right so you're not really eating it anyways you should have to lay down a little more to to get a little less but I feel like it's it's a fairly safe bet to make. I just love the fact that, you know, 10 top 5s last season out of 23 starts. That's almost half the races that he finished inside the top 5. You know, we talked about things breaking his way. I mean, if one one uh car doesn't get in his way uh, or he doesn't finish 32nd at Gateway, like I you know, he started 8th that day, had some bad luck uh and and only ran 136 of the 165 laps in that one. You know, he was running pretty well that day and kind of got shuffled down. So, again, any any number of things can change and, and have him a third win. So, my curiosity would be is whether or not when, every, when all the rest of the, the odds start to shake out for these, these win totals, does this number move up with favorable odds? Because if it does, I'm taking two and a half at, at more favorable odds. Um, yeah, I know you only pay the juice if you lose, but I guess do the math. If, if it makes sense for you to bet, Minus two hundred. This definitely is a sure thing. I, I just I see no way that he doesn't win at least two races this year. Yeah, and, and again the disclaimer part of it, right? All scheduled races must be run, so it's not like an NFL under where they get hurt and you know it's just safer to go with the unders no matter what. They they got to run all the races, so you, so you're getting all of that out of them. Otherwise, the the bet is just void. So there, I, I want to make sure we always get that out as we're talking about this too, so so you don't. Because a lot of times you, you would just go blindly bet all the unders in the NFL, right? Half these guys are going to get hurt, miss games. A little different in the NASCAR side of things where 
all the races must be run. So um, that 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 is different. But yeah, hopefully, maybe you know, again, only one book right now has odds out on these as more books are, are slowly get them trickling out. Maybe we'll get a two and a half. I, I would feel better laying a two and a half at less juice um, because I think that we're going to see Majeski just continue to to take off, right? He's a good driver. Again, not a young guy necessarily. He's been around for a while. We talked about him being in the Xfinity Series with Roush back in the day, and, and he's been around. He's, he's got some laps under his belt, very experienced eye racer. Um, and, and, yeah, that's not the same thing as, as – getting in the car, but those iRacer guys can, can apply a lot of that to the cars. It's, it's a racing simulator, right? It's not a game. It's, it's a simulation. And so they, they can transfer it over. They practice on tracks a lot doing that. Um, so yeah, if, if you want to take it, you know, minus 200, not the best, but maybe wait and see if something pops out, but a two and a half and you get better odds I would definitely hit that because I think Majeski is going to be a multi-time winner. He, he's at a great, uh, team in Thor sport, right? They've been with Ford before. I don't think that transition is going to be too rough for them. And I think that we'll see him kind of hit the ground running pretty well and expect a pretty good season from Majeski. He could have even had a better day at Phoenix had he not and tried to nudge his, his, uh, his teammates. So, you know, again, finishing 20th was not necessarily indicative of the run he had in that final race of the season. We could have been talking about him having his third win right there in back-to-back fashion and then winning the entire championship. So, um, yeah, definitely Ty Majeski is going to get two wins. Whether or not you feel comfortable paying the juice, that's on you. We'll, we'll just inform you that this is a basically a sure bet to lock up. It's just a matter of how much you want to uh, wager that that's going to happen. Um, Cody, let's step away for break number two, and we'll finish up with the final two drivers uh, on this list here for their win totals. But let's tell you about Underdog Fantasy because we're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. At Underdog, the season never ends. And right now, you can play their fantasy football playoff best ball. It's the gauntlet. It's got a million dollars in prizes up for grabs. They've also got a ton of daily games for NBA and NHL. Plus, when you use the promo code SGPN at underdog.fantasy.com, you get a 100% deposit match up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. Let's turn our attention to one Ben Rhodes. We talked about him, obviously, at length yesterday in the championship odds totals. Or not to odds totals, but odds uh, in general, the championship odds. Uh, but Ben Rhodes coming in, his total is, surprise, surprise, one and a half wins. Now, this one is a little bit more uh, believable given the fact that he did win just one race last season. He had eight top fives, 13 top tens. But Ben Rhodes is is one of those guys where we talked about his championship chances la- yesterday. But winning two races this season, this is probably the first guy that I don't feel like may end up winning two races. He may just win one race this season. The over is set at minus 130. The under is set at plus 100. But... I don't know. Maybe maybe with the vacated wins, Ben sneaks his way into another one. Cody, I, this is another one where I, I'm not. I guess I'm I'm not mad because it's not juiced that high. Uh, obviously, as as um, Majeski's were was, but still over one and a half minus one thirty. Eh. What do you think? I, I like the over on this. We talked about it yesterday. I mean, he's been in the championship hunt for a couple of times here, right? He won it two years ago had the classic super drunk post 
press conference after after it where he was just hilarious. Um, and, and then he was in the hunt this past season, right? And if Majeski hadn't spun out and kind of pushing too hard, Rhodes might have been able to win that with that. We'd be talking about the back-to-back Truck Series champion and, and only getting one and a half races and only minus 130 on the over. That's not much. And, and his season was sort of disappointing last season, right? It, it seemed like, well, he won the championship. He's not done a ton. He only wins one race. Um, but really, if you look at it, he still had eight top fives like he did in the championship season. He had 13 top tens compared to 16 the year before where he won two races. But I, I just feel like Rhodes is a veteran at this point, right? He's been full time in the truck series since 2016. He's been around a long time, made his first starts at the age of 17 back in 2014. He's been full time since he was 19. He's going to be 26 this season. Um, and so he's become a veteran of racing in the truck series. Again, the vacated wins part, the Kyle Busch Motorsports part of it, all of this I think is going to play in his favor. He's on Thor Sport. I expect Thor Sport to be the best team probably in the truck series, 1A, 1B with, with the Tricon. Um, you know, and, and again, they got two cars to the championship four last season. And despite it being a disappointing season from him, he still was in the championship four at the end and was there. Yes, he only got one win, um, but I, I think they get those those kinks ironed out, and I think we see a bounce back from him. And the way that he's run and his couple wins a few seasons ago, I think that we can see a pretty solid year from, from Rhodes. And, and it's only minus 130, so it's not much. And it's only 1.5. I know he's only won two races once, and that was two seasons ago, but... I feel pretty confident in Rhodes having a, a pretty good season. And that's what was going to give me pause for a second, and you just you really did touch on it. The only time he's ever won two races was in that championship season two years ago. Um, other than that, it's it's one, one in 2020, one in 2018, one in 2017, and, and really that's it. He's only got six career wins in the series for being a veteran of, it, of 2014. I don't know. I'm hard-pressed to want to bet the over on this um, because I do like the under at plus money, but... Um, maybe, maybe that's where I land. Maybe I just land on the under because I like the plus money part of it. And, and it's plus money. Uh, you know, that's, that's always a good argument for taking either side of, of these is, is it can happen. Right. And it did happen last year. He only got the one win and you start the season out where he's got to win too. So you're cashing it until he wins two races. If he ever gets to that point and that plus money, there's an argument to be made for the under as well. Well, and also, I, I can think of about 14 other drivers that I think are going to win a race. And if, if we're going to go off of what we saw last season where, you know, wins are, are all sort of um, populated at the front of a, of a couple of drivers, then, then maybe we get... I mean, obviously, Ty Majeski could end up picking up the slack for Chandler Smith. And, you know, we talked about Corey Heim yesterday taking a couple of wins uh, last season. Maybe he steps it up. Maybe Friesen grabs it. I Again, I mean, there's not a lot... There's only 23 races to go around in this instance, whereas in the Cup Series, it's a ton. So we're not going to... Or even the Xfinity Series, for that matter, um, where there's more, more races to go around. But, um, yeah, I think I'll go ahead and take Rhodes under one and a half uh, plus 100 here. We'll see how that goes. Maybe I'm wrong. Hopefully I'm wrong. I like him, but, you know, whatever. I know that I had him uh, uh, last season pretty high in the Daytona race, and I don't think that panned out well for us either. So, Yeah, and he is a good super speedway racer too. We've seen him do pretty well there. I, I feel like he got a second place on one of them. Um, was it maybe Talladega late in the season? I think I had money on him there, and he 
ended up getting close. Is that is that the one they gave to Matt De Benedetto? Maybe. Yeah, and yeah, he finished second Rose at Talladega was, and second yeah, at Rose Daytona. Was clearly in front of him, and we threw a caution with six seconds left in the race for an accident that didn't affect the race. Fucking NASCAR. That's twice this in 2022. I got screwed by their phantom yellows cardboard gate. Don't get me started. Oh, come on, NASCAR. <laughs> be better. Uh, I love it. Now um, I'm even more convinced. He should have won two races last year. Give me the roads over. Well, like I said, he did finish second to open the season at, at Daytona. Um, I thought he was going to win it. Unfortunately, he didn't. So, uh, All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you guess, Cody. Zane Smith is our next driver. What do you think his win, or his uh, win total is at for the 2023 season? Well, he won four races last year. I do know that. He's the favorite to win the championship. He's been in the top two, three seasons in a row. He's defending champion. They've been going short on the odds a little bit so far. So three and a half, four and a half. It's gonna be it's gonna be one of those. I, I feel like you're right at four and a half. That's where it's at. Yeah. Uh, but I will say this four and a half, but it's, yeah, it's juiced about minus it's one fifteen on either end of this. So, okay. So yeah, so they are really torn on it. That's actually, that's probably the best line of all these, as far as this could really go either way for sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you're right. I mean, and that's, it's a kind of a sweet spot line. We just, we, we said it again. We talked about the, the vacated wins and how many are out there to pick up. All he's got to do is pick up one more, either from Chandler Smith or from John Hunter with the five wins that are out there uh, to be picked up. And and honestly, <laughs> Matt Matt DiBenedetto, I'm not necessarily going to count his win as, as being something that could be replicated. Uh, you talk about like Kyle Busch, Byron, Chastain, Gilliland. Like those are all three that, that could be up for grabs as well. Parker Klingerman. Right, I don't. He's not running trucks. He's running. Yeah, I think he is still going to run. Oh, is he going to run trucks? Truck, a, a limited schedule, but yeah. I know he's full time in Xfinity, and I'm sure we're going to see Kyle Busch for his five races. You know, I wouldn't be surprised to see some of these other guys. I, I haven't seen if Spire's still going to be running that set. Well, I think, and now, I, yeah, I don't know if Spire's still going to be running that seven truck. If you get Cup guys down in that with Hendrick and stuff, so you're you're going to have your Cup guys that come take wins because they do it every year, but. Still, Zane Smith should be the the best guy in the series, right? It was kind of always him and John Hunter Nemechek. Each and every week, it was those guys were the favorite every week going into it. Well, John Hunter's out of the picture now, and that's two wins that are vacated that Smith could easily pick up. Um, so, yeah, four and a half is a lot, and he's only won four at the most in his career. That was last season. He won the championship before that. Uh, he only had one win in 2021, two wins in 2020. Um, this, this will be his fourth full-time season in the truck series. Uh, but I'm going to lean to, I, mean, I hate to go over on all these, but we only got four options and they're four of the best guys in the, in the series, right? Four of the top five championship odds guys, um, I, I think is, is the case here. And so, yeah, it, it, I don't know how you can't go with the over on him because he's so good. Right. And again, talk about a guy that's staying in the same truck staying with the same manufacturer that's still a strong team yeah they're really uh, do they have a second car i can't even remember but i think, they I think it's just the one tr the one truck team but that one truck always performs well right and um they're they're still gonna be the same as they've been like i said he's been in the top two of the championship three years in a row he finished runner-up twice finally got into the the championship win this past season um and so yeah i expect a pretty solid season from zane smith 
And four and a half, I think they did price it appropriately. I, I think this is this is the place because it could go either way. You could get to four again, or you could get five or six. Um, and so I'm going to lean towards the over just because I think he's the best driver in the series and in one of the better trucks in the series as well. I'm going to lean over on this one as well. Uh, I mean, because again, if we're if we're thinking about guys like Friesen, if we're talking about even a guy like Ben Rhodes picking up a, a second win on the season. You can't tell me that you can't make a better case for Zane Smith to pick up one of those wins and get to five versus any one of those guys. I feel like you can make a, we've just made a better case, obviously, for Zane Smith to be at five wins than for, you know, Ben Rhodes to get to two wins. I just, I have a feeling that, that this is going to be his season now that he's, he's won the championship, right? So close a couple of years, almost there, almost there. Um, and, and now he is coming back as the defending champion, which means he's got a lot to prove. Um, and, and look, last season alone, this kid was just fantastic. I say kid, he's not necessarily a kid, but anybody younger than me, uh, <laughs> it's a kid at this point. I don't even care. Um, but he had, uh, what was it? 19 at top 10 finishes. He had 14 top fives 14 Cody out of 23 races 23 yeah that's it's impressive how how well he did yeah any one of those breaks in a different direction um we're talking about a win uh second in Sonoma uh second at Nashville second at mid-Ohio second at Bristol second at Homestead like those those are all coin tosses that could have gone the other way and then you're talking about seven, eight wins he had last season. And, and then it's a whole different conversation, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's just, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's just so much, there's more possibility for Zane Smith to walk away with five or six wins this season than I think any other driver out there. So um, I, I'm going over on this one too. I love that they put it at minus 115 because that makes me feel a hell of a lot more comfortable putting money on that rather than throwing 200 on. Uh, right. on yeah, yeah it's Jesse. better that they set it at four and a half than three and a half at, at minus 240 whatever you know give get just give that extra win in there and factor in the odds appropriately so so we're not paying so much juice on a future it's, those are harder to lay uh, sometimes you know and we've talked about it a lot in f1 you just got to lay the juice and when you're just throwing a bet in for the weekend that's fine but when you got to put it for the full season let's let's not 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 lay all the juice there right i don't want to <laughs> tie all my money up on that come on now just uh, let me let me have a little fun. That's all I want. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that is it. That is all four drivers that are offered to us at this current moment. Um, obviously, it's Ty Majeski, it's Stuart Friesen, it's Ben Rhodes, it's Zane Smith. Um, Cody's taking the over on all of these guys. I'm a little hesitant to take the over on Ben Rhodes. Um, I, I like the over on Majeski, but I just don't like the price. So uh, that's where we land in this in this truck yeah the majeski one is the one that's we feel very confident in it right it's probably the one we're most confident in but the juice is is kind of the part that sucks the most on that one yep yep i'm i I, like i said i I like drinking uh ounces not gallons uh, of juice my friend that's that's where (laughs) we're at so um all right well that's it for the week man i we wow we've done four shows i love it man we should we should think about doing this many shows during the season 
Uh, well, I mean, we could keep doing it until the bosses tell us to stop. I mean, what, what are they going right? to do? Be what is it? It's better to beg for forgiveness than ask for permission. That's that's my stance on things. So that is a very good policy to have. Let us know in the Discord <laughs> if that is that is where you guys land on the spectrum of life. So, um, all right, Cody. All right. As we that wrap means it the Bucks up, Bucks got until Monday <laughs> to give us some more odds. So we can keep this train rolling next week, right? Uh, we'll keep the train rolling for, for better or for worse, we will. Um, so, all right, Cody, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you on social media as we wrap things up here tonight? Yes, follow me on Twitter at Husker underscore Zeeb. Uh, just had an article drop tonight with uh, some of the best underdogs and prop bets for Super Wild Card Weekend in the NFL. So check that out. Uh, find out that Tom Brady is going to yet again win and, and – go on a magical run before he rides off into the sunset or maybe not. Who knows? You'll have to read it and find out. But, uh, I got, uh, NASCAR driver win totals. Some of the best bets on that, uh, broken down. And then I got a ton of other stuff coming out here in the near future. So definitely follow me on Twitter there at Husker underscore Zeb, and, uh, follow the show as well at NASCAR gambling. Indeed. Follow me on Twitter at RJ via Gomez link in the bio to everything I got going on, whether it's here whether it's Sportsbook Review, whether it's In Between Media, whether it's the Bay Area Sports Wrap. I, I just contributed one more article to those guys. Uh, my, my buddies over there at the Bay Area Sports Wrap talking about the San Francisco 49ers playoff preview coming up this Saturday against the Seattle Seahawks. So much fun to write that. So much fun to be able to watch that game. But anyways, that's not NASCAR. We're NASCAR. We'll be back again next week talking more racing things, giving you all kinds of stuff to think about as we head ever, ever so close into actual racing season for the 2023 season. Whatever, guys. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. And until then, let's go racing and let it ride. And as sweet as I'm